How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome to It's Okay to Say Gay. I'm your host, Auntie Egan Thorpe. So we are in full holiday mode here at the show. Famey is actually traveling right now, and although you've mostly heard from me the past couple of shows, starting in 2023, you will hear from both Famey and I regularly. So for those of you missing Famey, don't fret. She's still here, still queer, and can't wait to join us for the new year. (laughs) With the holiday season upon us, lots of people will be spending time with their family. I myself traveled to upstate New York, New Jersey, and Long Island during the Christmas holiday to see various family members. And despite the incredibly annoying time I spend traveling, in some ways I'm considered lucky. Many queer people, especially queer youth, don't have families to visit. So many of our queer youth are homeless. They were raised in non-affirming families, and once their parents found out they were LGBTQ+, they were forced to leave. And that's what today's episode is about, highlighting an issue that is so important, being homeless during the holidays. And if you're thinking, why is being homeless during the holidays worse than any other time? You're right. It's horrible to be homeless any time of the year. But we want to highlight this issue now because for some reason, this time of year is when people feel more charitable, more inspired to help. And if there's one thing to know about us, we want to leave the world better than we found it. Now I have two warnings. One, I sound a little congested because I'm getting over a bout with COVID. And two, we do have a trigger warning. This episode does touch on sexual assault and suicide. I want you to meet Sammy Crawford. I'm 30 years old. I just turned 30 last month on the 10th of November, so I'm a Scorpio. And if you believe in astrology, she has a lot of the Scorpio traits. Determined, brave, and ambitious. She's Jersey-born, Brooklyn-raised. My hobbies include dancing, music, also, you know, the regular hanging out. When she's not hanging out, she's helping others. And you know how in every family there's that one person who takes care of everything? Well, that's Sammy. You can hear the joy in her voice, but that wasn't always the case. Some of her family didn't always accept her sexuality. Like, I wasn't allowed to just, like, live my life free as a bisexual. The 30-year-old says growing up was tough, 
but she dealt with it. I had three other siblings that were looking up to me. And turning to her for help. Sammy says one day back in 2013, she discovered a younger sibling was being molested. So Sammy took her sibling to the police station to report it. And they brought us down to the ACS place in Brooklyn. Sammy says she didn't expect what happened next. She was kicked out. She was 20 at the time and now homeless. This wasn't the first time she was homeless. Growing up, I, I did family shelter. Sammy knew she wouldn't be safe in just any shelter. She wanted one specific to her needs, where she would be safe. I literally Googled gay shelters. She clicked on the first result that popped up, the Ali Fournay Center in New York City. I came all the way from Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. On a Wednesday, I'd never forget it. It was raining, wet, <laughs> and I came here and I did my intake, and the rest is kind of history. The Ali Fournay Center seriously changed her life. In 2002, the Ali Fournay Center opened in Manhattan. It started with six beds in the basement of a church. 20 years later, the LGBTQ Youth Center is one of the largest organizations serving queer youth. The bright lights of New York City, the reputation, the popularity of New York City, the warmth of the streets, if you will, is very alluring for folks. For LGBTQ youth? That's Alex Roquet. He's the president and executive director of the Ali Fournay Center. I know that a majority of our young people tell us that they've arrived at New York City because they found us online and prioritize coming here in spite of how challenging it can be in our streets. And to some degree, it's a trip or a voyage of great hope and optimism. The center serves about 2,000 youth year round. And they don't slow down during the winter. That's when they do their annual Homeless for the Holidays campaign. The Homeless for the Holidays campaign is a way for the Ali Forney Center to give voice to the thousands of homeless youth, helping to raise awareness and to perhaps help people understand how the holidays aren't the same for all of us. The campaign began in 2011. We really wanted to punctuate the realities of what happens when young people are kicked out, and especially what happens during the holidays when we're all thinking about family and being together. The campaign highlights stories of those who were helped by the nonprofit. Like Manuel, a 19-year-old from North Carolina. He ended up at the Ali Fournay Center after his mother kicked him out. Alex shares his story. His mother went through his phone and saw that he was texting another boy and, and something to the context of the text led on that he's gay. And it was for her the impetus, the ugliness to reject him. She told him she would rather die than have a homosexual living in her home. His mother told him that she was disgusted by him. He left for a few days, hoping things would blow over. But when he tried to go back... All his belongings were outside. And for Manuel, it was too painful to stay in his hometown. The heartbreak of being in a community that was his life and then to have it broken in, in such awful homophobic ways was too much for him. He took a bus to New York City a few days before Christmas. Think about that for a moment. Think about what the holidays mean to you. Manuel was alone in a strange city during the very cold holidays. 
He found himself homeless on the streets, sleeping on subway trains, and tells a very heartbreaking story of what it was like to wake up one day on a train with a family of four on their way to a holiday celebration, watching him sleep, and, and how painful that was for him. The family had gifts and trays of food. He realized how hungry he was when he smelled it. Manuel thought of his family back home, what they were doing, what meals they were prepping, and what gifts they were wrapping. He wondered if they were thinking of him. He cried. Then, one day, he went to a food pantry, shared his story, and was referred to the Ali Fournay Center. That was the holiday gift that changed his life. So many tales of children being forced out. Innocent stories of getting a letter to a boy in a class and having the parent find the letter in the, in the laundry. And others leaving on their own. They experience weeks, months, if not years of, of homophobia and transphobia at home. For some, families try to quote-unquote heal them through conversion therapy, through religious interventions in the home. For many young people, they feel safer on the streets than in their own homes and in the systems that are supposed to protect them. The holidays can be tough for many homeless queer people. It reminds them of their old lives. But Alex says sharing these stories can empower those who are mistreated, but also raise awareness of a big problem. How many LGBTQ plus youth are still being kicked out of their homes? Many people are not aware that children are rejected by their families, thrown out into the streets simply because of who they are. Keeping this campaign and our work visible helps to bring these conversations into greater attention and into support. When Sammy arrived at the Ali Fournay Center in 2013, her curiosity helped her adapt. And if I have to know something, like, I'm going to ask. I don't like to be confused. So I was never ashamed to ask what's going on. Or you'll see kind of what's going on. Like, oh, there's people going to do this. Oh, they're getting paid for that. You get your, your group of people that you connect with inside of the bigger connection. She found community. It's like you're replacing people that you don't want to replace, but you kind of have to, to survive. It was necessary. But she still struggled internally mental health, staying afloat, staying positive, staying ambitious. Like Manuel, the holidays can be tough. Eh, I don't think you really get over it. You just don't know how to deal with it. Because who will ever get over their parents putting them out with their parents not loving them, their cousins, their siblings, their blood. Her trauma just didn't disappear when she left home. The battles that I was facing, I knew I was just faking it to make it. And then I had a few suicide attempts. And I just was like, all right, well, it didn't work. So it means that I'm here for something. Like helping others. She's still at the Ali Fournay Center, but not as a client. Now she's working there as a support services specialist. I just honed in and trying to like really find my purpose. One University of Chicago study found that LGBTQ youth have a 120% increased risk of experiencing homelessness compared to their cis-het peers. Queer adults are disproportionately represented in homeless communities. Researchers in a UCLA study found that LGBTQ adults are twice as likely to experience homelessness compared to their cis-het peers. Winter is usually the busiest time for shelters. But as Jason Connor tells us, not everyone goes. 
for starters, shelters that are not LGBTQ specific can be unsafe for queer people. They feel like it's safer on the streets than it is in the shelter. That's across the board, queer or not. A lot of times you'll go into the shelter and either you'll get robbed, you'll be around a bunch of people that are doing drugs. This was part of Jason and his husband Jeffrey's motivation to start a program called Backpacks for the Street. The program provides backpacks filled with everyday necessities to those living in the streets. They began in 2018, but the idea came a few years before that. Jason was working in Times Square. Every day, he passed so many homeless people. They were freezing. He started giving them blankets, then buying them hot chocolate and hamburgers. His coworkers began donating money so he could do more. Jason and his husband were already volunteering at a soup kitchen. One day, they got an idea to put necessities in backpacks. So they got supplies to fill 75 backpacks. Toiletries, socks, first aid kits, everything, including a card with information to get help. We had no idea what we were doing. We had no clue. It was February. It was ice cold, absolutely ice cold everywhere. And we go out and we're handing out the backpacks. I handed out the very first one. And I go to hand out the backpack. And then you say, you know, I have a backpack here for you. If you want to hear what I have inside, you know. And you go through the whole spiel of what we have. Giving that first backpack was emotional. The guy's face lit up. I turn around and I burst into tears. It was absolutely incredible. You see that guy's face is more than words can even express. And that happens so often. Jason is deeply connected to this because like Sammy, he knows what it's like to be homeless. Years ago, back in San Francisco, that was his life. It was from drug addiction and not caring about anything in the world. He crashed on couches, then moved to New York. Initially, he stayed with a friend but was kicked out. To survive, he exchanged sex for shelter. This is known as survival sex. That was the easiest way to get a couch to sleep on was to just sleep with a guy. According to the University of Chicago, 27% of LGBTQ homeless youth exchange sex for basic needs. Compare that to 9% of non-queer homeless youth. It made me shrink to be a very small person that cared about nothing in the world and didn't care about myself. I cut everybody out. Jason's story helps him connect to the people he serves. He gives backpacks to everyone, queer or not. But his lived experience creates a special connection with those he helps who are also LGBTQ+. He says queer people who are homeless often hide their sexuality for safety, but they can be authentic with him. Alex says most of the Ali Fournay Center's clients are black and brown youth, 90% to be exact. And it's not to say that black and brown people are more homophobic or transphobic than white folks. It's rather that there are no systems and supports in place for black and brown communities in the same way there are systems and supports for white communities. Sammy, who's black, understands the importance of solutions that are inclusive of all intersections. Race, queerness, and homelessness. I know that everybody goes through things. We all kind of share the same experiences. But when things do come up that are very prominent with the problems that we go through, you take a moment and you actually like 
talk about it. Look at who the center was named after. Allie was black and gender non-conforming in the 90s. Their family rejected them and put them in a group home. Allie ran away from it. As young as 13, they engaged in sex work to survive. Allie self-medicated with drugs. They aged out of the shelter system at 19. Their drug use escalated and they watched friends die. While this was happening, Allie began receiving counseling at outreach centers. They became a peer counselor and volunteered in AIDS and HIV advocacy. They passed out condoms and was really trying to help their community. But in 1997, at just 22 years old, Allie was murdered. When we look at the spectrum of our work and how Ali Forney was failed and how so many other Black young queer youth are failed, we realize that it's a systems failure and not just a failure in the home and not just a failure of abuse and and rejection from the parents, but also all the other steps in between that made this young person homeless. Safety is still a massive issue for transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people, homeless or not. And I hate to paint the picture that life is automatically horrible if you're trans, because that's not the case, and there are so many examples of trans joy— I mean, listen to the episode we did on Mila Jam. She is joy personified. But we do also have to highlight the disparities that trans communities face. For example, according to the Williams Institute, 13% of trans adults are black. But research from Everytown Research and Policy found that 63% of known trans homicide victims were black. These numbers highlight how black trans women are disproportionately victims of violent crimes. conflict, the rejection, the truly transphobia at home for trans and non-binary young people is a matter of life or death and decision for our young people to be who they are or to not be affirmed and to, in many ways, suffer. So what's the solution? Places like the Ali Fournay Center and groups like Backpack for the Streets help, but that's not enough. There need to be greater protections on a city, state, and federal level to fix the broken systems that fail to protect our youth. We are a band-aid to a bigger issue. We're we're a band-aid to the normalization, the acceptance of transphobia, the acceptance of homophobia in so many different parts of our country and our world. Alex says there needs to be more awareness. Awareness of the damages of transphobia, of homophobia, of the impact that anti-LGBT bills have on lives. There's there's data on this, that every time that there's homophobic or transphobic legislation introduced in a state, there's an increase in suicide and cost of suicide hotlines and crisis hotlines. So that's something that direct service providers aren't dealing with. We're on the streets. We're on the ground. We need our government. We need our systems to better protect us and our children, our young people, so that they don't fall to the staggering statistics of homelessness, of mental health issues, of violence in the streets, and of death on our streets. And while Jason's work is year-round and evolving, he's encouraging others to be there for homeless people, starting this very moment. Just help people, and then you, you get them off the streets. It'll be easy. As the Alley Fournay Center celebrates the holiday with their fundraising, Sammy has something herself to celebrate. After almost a decade of shelters and living with friends and family, Sammy finally has her own space. 
let me tell you, I just moved into my apartment. Listen, if you don't know New York City real estate, trust me when I say that is a feat in itself. I realize I'm in my purpose. I'm very fulfilled. I'm very satisfied. I'm honored. And we are so honored to be able to tell her story. Instead of dreaming of a home, Sammy is now free to dream of bigger things, like one day becoming the executive director of the Ali Fournay Center. We're also so honored to tell the story of the great work Jason and his husband are doing with Backpacks for the Street. Now, there are ways to donate to both organizations, and we're going to have those links in the episode description. Thanks so much for listening. It's Okay to Say Gay is a special production of 1010 Wins and WCBS News Radio 880. Thank you to producer Dempsey Pilat, and special thanks to producer Jill Webb, who wrote this episode. Famey Redwood is the managing producer of podcasts, and I'm the audio engineer, Andy Eganthorpe. Famey and I will be back together in 2023, so keep your ears open. From all of us here at the team, happy holidays, and have a happy, healthy new year. I'm your host, Andy Eganthorpe. Cheers. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.